0: Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna, and I'm Alex, and this is the podcast where we unpack reality
1: TV and call out the
0: bullshit, so that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome okay. to, to the Ditch the, the Script. script.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it. We did it! Oh my god. We did- bitch we have what bangs up? we both have bangs oh,
0: bangy twins <laughs> bangy twins <laughs> okay alex what? could have called it anything but that yeah but you know
1: um we got the look what i what's going on in our lives that we had to take these drastic measures you know how like bangs are like the telltale <gasps> sign that like something is up
0: something's yeah something's a it's, afoot. it's It's like the 2020 version, like era of Britney Spears shaving her head. Yeah, very
1: much. Very much. I am glad to say that neither one of us took kitchen shears to create this
0: or razors. Yeah. Mm. We went to professionals.
1: Professionals only. I don't trust myself. I don't even trust myself to like trim these up. They're just going to grow.
0: No, I just got mine trimmed yesterday. Like I went back to the professional. That's why they look fabulous yeah because they were getting into they were like down to here so mm. i was like girl please she's like your hair grows really fast and i went to the date six weeks exactly so do you think if she anyway, showed
1: you how to to cut it yourself do no you think you'd do it you would know it no 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 it's not happening
0: no absolutely not like i would rather pay the money to get them trimmed by a professional who knows hair, who knows my hair, who knows what I'm going for, then for me to loathe myself for making a smidge of an error. And because I know that that's all I would focus on, I'd be like, I fucked it up. And I would point it out to everyone. I'd be like, look, look, did you see my bangs <laughs> oh, no. and how I yeah, screwed it no, up? Not worth like, it. Not
1: worth it. Not worth it. No, it's, it's, no. it's cheap. I mean, I don't know if she did it for free. Some, some stylists will do it for free if you just like 25
0: bucks, but I'll pay, I'll pay for the $25. Yeah like yeah. I really will yeah and not only that it gives me I love going into this salon particularly like it's a vibe Jax went with me oh by the way I'm a dog, <gasps> we, owner. Have a dog. we have a <laughs> so yeah. dog we'll have to talk about that all right, all right. yeah but it feels nice it feels mm-hmm. nice is all I was trying to say okay it's well, nice to be taken care of
1: it is nice to be taken care of also uh your <laughs> like I feel like when you first got your haircut in this style it was like Let's. This is different for me. Let's see how I like it. And bitch, it suits you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I've I've gotten so many compliments on it, so I'm really thankful I took the plunge. But likewise, you look hot as fuck with your Thanks. bangs. Like Thanks. it's just a vibe, and I think My- it matches our personalities so well.
1: It does. Mine need a lot of maintenance. Yours don't. Mine Wait, need, what do you mean? Mine need. Mine need like a like. It's not that the whole hair needs maintenance. It's that the bangs because my hair is, um, like frizzy and wavy and it, and I live in 90% humidity, right? So like, uh, so it, it can look like, like your auntie who hasn't seen a hairstylist (laughs) in 25 years very quickly. Um, like, (laughs) like kind of wiry and like floofy, floofy is the best adjective to describe what can happen. I like Yeah. So what they need is they need like, they need to be trained to go forward. You have, you have like nice straight hair. Your hair will like go forward and just be there regardless of the humidity in the air. Mine are constantly trying to see what's up in the air quality. So they need to be like, (laughs) yeah, they can really get like this really quickly. So they need to be blow dried to be trained forward. Cause my hair also just naturally wants to be like, like away yeah. from my scalp, and then I yeah. take a straight, uh, like a flat iron, and I just like run it through real quick, and I'm I'm yeah. happy with it because I look so much better. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be I'd be I'd be kicking myself, being like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I feel you though. Like it's, I will say that I do more to my hair now than I ever did before. Mm. Like literally, like I'll, I have a curling iron now, first (laughs) curling iron I've ever owned in my life to like put a little wave in it. And like today, that's not the vibe. It's literally just like I showered, I went and got my bangs trimmed, and now it's day after hair. Oh, yesterday? No, yesterday. But Mm. yeah, hashtag hair issues for women you know we've
1: actually talked about hair a lot on this show (laughs) between the two of us all kinds of hair leg
0: hair hair hair.
1: that's true oh my god is this the dts through line
0: body hair i mean yeah oh why not not relationships not red flags or green flags no it's hair, it's hair of all kinds <laughs> yeah Wait,
1: that's really funny it's <laughs> really funny um okay well speaking of hair you have a hairy furry friend
0: i do let's has talk gorgeous about hair it. even he at the salon
1: honestly i hair know goals. hair goals
0: Yeah, the gal who cuts my hair, Carafina, she was like, "Oh my god, talking about gorgeous hair," and I was like, Uh, "Right,
1: I know." Okay, so Um, who is he? What's his name? His name. What do we know about him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) His name is Jax. Yeah, his name is Jax. He's an American Cocker Spaniel. He turns three September seventh, so we're gonna have a a little birthday party. Yeah, he's he's a a Virgo, Virgo, which so. (laughs) so funny like my father's a virgo and i used to have such a thing for virgo men like uh, i used to be mm-hmm. there was a phase i went through where it was like i was constantly attracted to virgos really pseudo dad's mm. a virgo it's a little weird interesting it's a little weird. yeah um so that is an ironic dink type situation with yeah. his birthday um but it's he's a great i got him yeah it I is. got him serendipitously like I mean I know we've talked about it even on the podcast how since my breakup with Jordan I've been like on the hunt for a dog like in the right timing um, you know and so a coworker uh sadly had to rehome him which is a long story for another yeah. day. But um, long story short, the Cliff Notes version is he ended up being coming home with me, and so we've been together now for a week and a half, and he's just been—we've been, been two little peas in the pod. Yeah, he's acclimated very well.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, he fit into your life quite
0: easily. So easy. Yeah. Like, do, do you feel very- like
1: you've had to make many adjustments?
0: no i think the hardest adjustment has been um the sleep situation Mm. just because he does sleep on my bed with me but because of his hair he gets warm so he'll like be on the bed and then hop down and hop up so Mm. i've had to get used to just like that kind of movement um again which is totally fine because like You know, when I was still living with Jordan and Django obviously was our first son, Django slept with us and like I got used to having him around. And then when I moved and, you know, was single and didn't have him on the bed with me, I got used to the bed being very still. So it's just like getting used to that again, uh, which by now we've we've mastered. Um, Mm. So, yeah, he has a very similar demeanor to Django, too. So he's really chill. You know, he's not he's the right amount of playful energy still you know?
1: Okay. Where he's like, he can hook yeah. up, but otherwise he's really oh my just God, sleeping.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's chilling under my desk right now. Just Well, hanging. I'm really
1: happy that you had such a smooth transition because Lord knows I did not. I really did not like love Tucker <laughs> with every fiber of my being. And he, he, it was, it was a major, like every day was a new learning experience of like, okay, what did, what did I learn from yesterday's mistakes? to inform mm. today's success. What are, yeah. what are we doing differently today? Which is, I'm, I'm up to the task. Um, yeah. You know, but for you, I mean, you have so much going on anyway that like, if you were going to have a dog, like it was going to be really important that the dog was like able to just saddle on in, you know? Yeah. And ride.
0: Yeah. And so it's been great because I can still take him into the office so he can see, his previous owner and like that they can still maintain that relationship a bit and then um for me like i said like it's been because he's so similar to Django, and i got used to being around Django while all this was going like it was pretty easy to kind of put together um mm. so we're all we're good over here but he's this is your first so nice. this is your first know, solo yeah. dog it is it is and i'm so mm. thankful yeah mm. he's great he's great yeah, i'm so. happy for you thanks we're happy too right babe <laughs> <My little taxi laughs> he's like just, mm, just sitting there chilling yeah yeah
1: yeah he's happy that he has you yeah. too i i'm certain of <laughs> it
0: yeah yeah the amount of Doesn't love that make, our does it, morning does that make yeah. you want
1: to fucking cry
0: <laughs> yeah like our morning and p.m cuddles are like the Aww, best the best yeah And when i'm getting frustrated yeah when i'm getting frustrated i just look at his little face and he's like yeah it's okay you can just pet me and everything will be better you know like if i am if i'm like
1: i have some days i feel really lucky at this period of my life i was reflecting on this um uh earlier this weekend but like i don't have many bad days um and i'm really Mm -hmm. grateful for that because that hasn't always been the case Mm -hmm. Uh, like, Mm -hmm. like the, the few bad days that I have are truly like the exception to the standard. Um, so my, I don't have many bad days, but I have long days. And when I have like nine clients in a day and it's just like back to back to back to back, I just get, I get really like drained and I need to be able to give myself a little bit of space to breathe that in. And then also like kick it back into gear and like be present again, minutes later, um, yeah. so, but like going over to Tucker, cause he's usually sleeping, going over to him and just like rubbing my face, like in his, in his like yeah. chest area is like, oh my God, healing.
0: Mm-hmm. Literally yeah, healing. It's co-regulating. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally a form of co-regulation. So there mm-hmm. you go. Like, Love I'm sure you knew that, but just to say to no, like I the needed... general public, like, <laughs> I know
1: I, I often forget about, I, I do so much. First of all, I spend so much time alone that co-regulation is actually not a part of my world regularly. Um, so co-regulation is actually a thing that I forget about because I am so, I am so familiar with regulating myself every day. Right.
0: You're like, I'm good on my own. Like I don't need nobody. (laughs) I actually really appreciate
1: that reminder that that's co-regulation because that's the reason why it feels so beneficial in such a short amount of time.
0: yeah yeah yeah. efficient yeah they're yeah like if with couples it's like if we can something jordan and i used to do but i and i i will take this into my future relationships is two things actually come to mind one a dance party together which was always fun
1: um Mm. and we
0: would when jordan and i were together we would Pick Jingo up and include him with us. So it was like a family affair. But the other <laughs> thing was a 30 second hug because there's something about like mm. embracing another nervous system that allows both of them to be like we're okay we're safe but it's the same concept with an animal whether you know yes. cat, dog whatever yeah so it's like you know that i've felt that quite a lot with him over the last week and a half like it's been kind of profound because i say that to my clients who have pets all the time like Look, take a five minute break, go play with your pet. You're co-regulating, work mm. that into your day and like prioritize it because mental health wise, it's huge. It's yeah. a huge, 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 huge part of healing and part of being present and all of that. And so um, now that I have have a pup of my own and I've been able to play with that more again since not being with Django, it's yeah. been so Oh, so cathartic. Like, yeah. I don't know how else to say it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it I, 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 yeah. I find that like, I already really like mornings, but it sets up like the morning. Oh my to God. Be... I so
0: agree. Yeah. It's mm. so
1: different. And I know that you have, you have always, ha- not always, but like, um, over the last couple of years, you've really been super intentional about your morning routines to like, yeah. help you prepare yourself for things to come. <laughs> yeah. To literally like meet your <laughs> equilibrium and but it's so important such an important practice um and i and i think that like adding a dog that is also like such a vibe like your dog's a vibe right he's so so
0: fun yeah so like
1: adding adding an animal that really like can ride that wave like it makes that morning routine a little different but like also still beneficial
0: totally yeah yeah I'll say, like, one thing I've noticed is I've been on. This is like a blessing and low key. I don't want to say a curse, but something I need to be intentional about moving forward is like because I've been spending so much time with Jax and like really prioritizing like our time together as we've kind of are coming into stasis as a team, um, our little family. I've been off social media. Mm. Like, I haven't been on it as much because it's like, I've been really prioritizing, like taking care of him, finding our groove, taking care of what I need to my clients, you know, work, like everything put together. And so I haven't been on specifically Instagram stories, which if I'm being completely honest, is the hardest part of my business like for me just as an entrepreneur there's other coaches in the world that like ig stories are like ain't no thing for them but for me it's a lot of energy and um so i've had to kind of take a low profile there in order to be intentional about where i am investing my energy and it's been kind of nice it's been a little it's been nice i can imagine
1: i can i can imagine it's It's like. I, when, and also for anyone that's listening, that's less familiar with Alex's work. Like when we're talking about her work on social media and, and Instagram stories, this is not just you just like updating bits about your life. Although you do leave (laughs) that in there, like, this is how you connect with your clients. This is how you promote the the services that you're offering. Um, this is also how you like get on and, and talk about like bite-sized bits of information that a lot of people, uh. Love to learn in a digestible moment. You know what I mean. So right. it's it's very intentional how you use social media uh, for a good cause, and like it it does it is draining, and it's nice to take a break from, and it's nice so to just nice. disconnect a little bit. So I'm I'm yeah. glad that you've had an opportunity
0: to unplug from that a bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's I like it's it. like you took a vacation,
1: except you're still working all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah I still really if I god swear to god Brie if we could just figure out a way to pause time oh my god I just want to hit pause and then take a nice juicy nap and a nice dip in the pool and then I can replay like we can yeah. play again but like I just want to tap out for a minute oh so my god, badly yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah we're working on it. <laughs> we're working <on> it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a laugh cry for anyone who doesn't speak Alex. That was a laugh cry.
0: (laughs) Thank you for (laughs) interpreting.
1: We're working, we're working towards facilitating breaks. Uh, Stay tuned. You as listeners, you can hold us accountable and say, Hey, you've done a lot. You give a lot. Have you taken uh, a little bit of a vacation yet? And when we say no permission to respectfully reprimand us.
0: Oh, you can just be like, "Bitch!" All caps in the DMs. <laughs> I respond well to people like say, okay, like wonderful. in obviously tongue in cheek, but yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, let's come on, it.
0: bitch. Get off the gram. Um, in all
1: the right. name of work, this is what we're doing today because I want people to feel informed. We took a little break last weekend to uh, recover from our Love Island experience, and our schedules were and also just life in general. Up the fucking Lazu, yeah. Um. <laughs> so thank you for bearing with us on our one week break um we uh we are gonna wrap up love island we don't want to leave you hanging we have the the last episode you know the awards for best most dramatic couple awards uh, you know whatever they like to However, they call like to read these. The Love yeah.
0: Island call, the Love Island Villa winner people. Yeah, the know. Love
1: Island winners. Um, so we're going to cover that. We're going to cover the reunion, which I really think that this is the first time that they've done a reunion. But someone can definitely fact check, fact check me on that. Um, mm. And then we have a topic that we're going to explore. And we're going to kick around some ideas about what we're going to move on to next.
0: And that's it. So And that's it. <laughs> Let's freaking go. Let's do it. Okay. Oh my god. Love Island. Yeah. Season yes. 8. Bring it in. Okay. Season
1: 8. So, it's interesting to catch up on the last episode because we have like Laura, they're literally like still on the villa. Like they haven't left and come back. Um no. but they basically review everyone's experiences and then they The public has voted who will be the winners, and then they go from fourth, third, second, and first. And surprisingly to me, Tasha and Andrew Andrew were fourth. Okay, here's the thing. These results don't ever fucking matter. They only matter to the people who win because they win money. But they really don't fucking matter. Again, if anyone has watched Whose Line Is In Anyway, it's like points (laughs) in that game. The points don't matter. Nothing matters. Yes, these. I watch that show all here. the
0: time. By the way, I just need to say that I watch Whose Line Is It Anyway on HBO Max all the time. Still, it's the most underrated
1: day. comfort show that no one ever talks about.
0: Agreed, agreed. And Colin Mockery, most amazing yeah. man alive.
1: You and I have a long <laughs> like like when I think about Whose Line It Is Anyway, like I think about you and our time spent in your, tr- like your, bed and your, your trundle bed. Yeah, watching <laughs> with who's your line. back
0: brace that I broke yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's okay i was on my way out of not
1: needing it anyway by the way anyone i have really gnarly scoliosis and i had a bacteria for a long time and only the realest ones have had the luxury of strapping me into it with yep. whatever 12 year old strength y'all had
0: oh and i had some strength because i broke that bitch You yes, said- <laughs> she broke it and you know how it
1: happened? I remember clear oh, well. as day how it happened. It was like, it swiveled on this, like, I it swiveled know, on I the- I know, I
0: fucked it up. The, no,
1: it's fine. You didn't know. First of all, we were like 12. 12. It swiveled on a on a thing that, like, bolted the the strap to the back brace, which is mostly plastic. And we had it flipped around. So when uh, Alex pulled it, she was pulling it uh pulling the tension away from the brace instead of in its natural direction that would have continued to keep it secure. But you know, what, my like Hulk I said, like, like
0: strength, like, yeah, bad boy. Off. She
1: really fucking, it popped. Like it, it popped. It went pop, pop lock
0: and drop <laughs> it. Mm. And uh, that phone okay. call
1: to my mom about that back brace. But I'm, I'm almost certain. And we had to actually been a little bit older. I couldn't have been 12. I probably was like 13 or 14. Cause It was uh, i only needed to wear it for just more information that anyone needs to know i only (laughs) needed to wear it for two years and i think that that was like the last the last final frontier
0: we did it
1: anyway that's how i developed humor as a defense mechanism you're welcome (laughs) you're all welcome
0: oh my god how did we get on that topic what were you talking about before the trundle bed
1: whose line is anyway the points don't matter and neither do the love island
0: winners yeah thank you (laughs) free back Gold star so yeah love island so (laughs) tasha and andrew were fourth and i like i was surprised but not surprised at the same time i feel like Clearly, they haven't been a fan favorite for whatever reason. Um, because all hell broke loose around giving Tasha some serious shit over stuff she didn't need to be given shit over, and like
1: none of it for for Andrew licking that girl's tit or whatever. None I,
0: of I it. know, please, none <laughs> of it. I licked her tit or whatever. Like, oh my god, this only okay. But see, look, okay, can I? This is this is yeah. Alex's. If we're gonna boil this entire episode down to a one-liner this is the takeaway yeah what we just saw in the especially with this season the fallout of season eight of love island uk it is only further confirmed to me that there is a lack of education around healthy and unhealthy behaviors in relationships and two uh, which causes us wait, backing up Back to the first point, lack of education, which causes us to romanticize toxic behaviors. Yikes. Second Mm -hmm. of all, um, there is still very much, and this is not any new information, but boy, oh boy, is it painted clear as day with Tasha and Andrew's dynamic that um, women are held to a different standard that men are when it comes to exploring connections and sexuality. And I'm pissed off about it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk.
1: Yeah. Yes, Ted talk, Ted talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. What did I say? No, yeah, I we just, don't know. Uh, it's okay.
1: We're moving on. Um,
0: it, it I haven't was... finished my coffee
1: yet. <laughs> we're, we're powering through. Um, I, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I have to leave space for the fact that, um, people aren't drawn to Love Island because they're like, I want to vote for the healthiest couple that I can see on television and we get that however yeah like the the criticism that Tasha received um from and, and and you know where it was like clear as day to see like how vocal that was was in the after Sun episodes each week you know when they would oh, like to watch all about of it. them I I watched most of them and it was just so clear that they were so not sold on Tasha's behavior And her flip floppiness when literally like we we've been saying from the beginning of the series, this is what, this is what the show requires of you to do. You need to meet a bunch of different people. You need to go on dates. It's like how we date here. It's like how we date off of a television show like this. In RL. Yeah. yeah, You date someone, you date other people as well until you've established that, that things that expectations of one another are changing, which is, I hope as a conversation that you're having when you feel it appropriate. That's when you start to, to whittle down your, your attention onto one person. And, and maybe that's not how everyone does it and that's fine, but to come at a girl, a like 24 year old girl for being on a show to meet men and be mad at her for meeting men, it's fucking absurd.
0: Just talking to them. She didn't lick their tit or whatever.
1: She did not lick their tit or whatever.
0: Okay. She did it. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I, I also fucking love Tasha and Andrew for being so strong. Like, once they finally stopped giving Tasha shit and allowed them just to settle into their relationship, which they were doing fine before, and then they had two weeks of hell with everyone trying to be all nosy up in their business and get into Andrew's head, right? Like, then they finally settled down. They got so strong, and you see that even on the reunion episode where it's like, they can talk about it very candidly and it's fine which is the sign that people have made peace with whatever their relationship you know situations are and so i love it's it's almost a testament to me or to them their relationship but it proves to me that like they did have the hard conversations they did talk about how can we make each other feel secure and they fucking did it you know what i mean that's what relationships require and it just it infuriates me that uh that there is just one a double standard men versus women in these heterosexual norms and two um you know just the lack of awareness around healthy unhealthy and what that means like it just but that's why we do what we do right i mean that's why i do what i do too so it's yeah, like, yeah totally
1: 100 percent.
0: let's talk about it
1: i think uh Andrew and Tasha, for me, were the healthiest, most progressive example of a of a of a like modern relationship. Like, it's not perfect by any means, but I do think that they represent you know modern challenges. In that shit's gonna get rough. You are gonna be tested. You are gonna have experiences where you where you're not uh, super psyched on your partner, uh, but you're still really committed because you have all of these feelings and. I just think that like the way that they came back together, the, the cadence of their, how they synchronized, I should say rather to the end of the, the series was like a beautiful way to see them go out. It really like once they got through their shit, nothing was bothering them and they were solid as when they started and that's truly who they are as a couple i feel like that Agreed. that is like the core of 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 what makes them a, a good fit for one another and to me they're number one in my heart
0: agree i have i've been on the tasha andrew train from oh for a while and what i have to like low-key the biggest crush on andrew i'm not gonna lie really? um yeah like yeah. i he, i think he's a gem in so many ways like i really do i think he is a just a good dude i think he's emotionally aware i think he's a great communicator he looks like a fucking amazing kisser i would love he does look like an amazing
1: kisser (laughs) like fuck
0: okay we need to stop talking about this ass a little heated over here um but yeah i i tasha and andrew i forgot what i was going to say about them because then i got all my crush on (laughs) it
1: Fuck. you said that they, oh, wow. uh, that, that they're, that they, I forgot to,
0: <laughs> anyway, they're go. number one
1: in your heart. You've been on that Andrew and Tasha trip. since the
0: beginning. Yeah. I was going to say something more profound about <laughs> it. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember what there it is. Are. Yay. Um, it was that if there is any lesson that all of us can take away from watching, you know, Tasha and Andrew's Hurdles and trials and tribulations on this show. It's that be very careful who you allow to get in your ear about your relationship. Mm-hmm be very careful because when andrew was falling prey to the rumors that the casa girls brought in you know like people that he didn't know he met five minutes ago he allowed their opinions which it didn't help that the guys that andrew had known in the villa then jumped on the casa girl train because of their own issues and personal vendettas against Tasha and it really fucked with Andrew's head and you know let's look at the men he allowed to get into his brain and their relationships and I'm sorry I don't think Domi's relationship or Luca's relationship is as solid as Andrew and Tasha's by a mile and yet those were the people he was allowing to get in his head where it's like mm-hmm. You know, Adam, I don't, I mean, again, I didn't see Adam on previous seasons, but to, you know, for the version of Adam that's showing up on the season that I did witness him in, he didn't seem like that menacing kind of guy. Like, he's like, I'm going to let people do what they need to do. He wouldn't, if he was there over Casa, I don't think he would have been on the... Let's get you away from Tasha train. So I just, the reason I bring up that comparison is like, be very mindful, be very aware of around the circle that you keep and who you allow to influence you and your perception of things, because we, and I've, I've, I've been. I've dealt with this before personally, where I have been seeking comfort or advice from another friend who I probably shouldn't have because of their Mm. own issues in their relationships and because of their Mm -hmm. own traumas and perspectives. It made a really shitty impact on what I was perceiving and feeling and thinking about a certain situation. So hopefully I explained that okay, but that's my biggest takeaway from watching all that.
1: I want to sort of create a model of what I think like I think people could follow if you're thinking about reaching out to friends for support if you're like or or on the other hand you're you as a friend are like i want the best for my friend i need to sort of state a concern of mine about what i notice about this the like my friend's partner i think if you are the person in the relationship that is being met with a conflicting opinion from a close friend one consider what your relationship is like with that friend, because exactly as you're saying, right. Alex, like you want to be, you want to be keen to what could be their motivation to share this information. Um, if you, if all things considered, you, you assess that like this person has my best interest in heart, like they, they're my best interest in mind as well. Like they are going to share their opinion, but I can trust that this isn't for their own personal gain because they want me to be single or they want this person to perish. Like, you know, if you can really eliminate all of those factors, it's still their opinion. It's still their perspective. So listen to them. You don't have to take it all in. Hear it. Allow that to process. Don't make any big decisions. It can be easy to hear someone that you care about and love say, I think that they're bad for you and be like, oh my God. Maybe they are. Oh my God, they're fucking cheating on me. Oh my God. Like, how could I have been so blind? Like take it all with a grain of salt, really take it in, ask questions, uh, obtain as much information as, as why this person feels this uh, in the way that they do. And then let that digest because what matters at the end of the day is that they they have an opinion. And sometimes that opinion is super valuable because we can be super blind when it comes to our relationships, Mm -hmm. but Um, so that can be valuable, but you also like, you are the only one in the relationship. So if we use Andrew as an example, he was, he, he felt so strongly about Tasha and that was such an organic instinctual, like feeling to him. Like it was a knowing, he was like, this is a person that's worth investing my trust into. And his friends were like, not so fast. She's talking to other people. Now, if she did come back to uh, the villa with Billy and Andrew had been loyal that whole time, that would have been a problem. And, you know, right. he has every right to be upset about that. Um, but I think that, like, he he w- was ignoring the thing that he knew to be true about his feelings about Tasha that entire time. And he got really swept up. He heard the opinions of people that he didn't fucking know. He heard the opinions about close friends that he's literally known for four weeks. Like, <sighs> come on, bro! Like this is—he he, really—he got swept up and 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 moved further away from his knowing. It's hard to know what right. that is, but sometimes. But okay, that's why last self- thing I wanna, Yeah. Sometimes the last ahead. thing I want to say about it is that sometimes it's like, let's say you fuck up and you trust someone. My parents have the saying: my mom makes a mistake, she goes, "You fucked up. You trusted me." Sometimes you just you fuck up you trust someone and and the worst thing that happens is you get your feelings hurt you, your ego gets bruised your expectations are let down you're disappointed and i don't mean to minimize that experience but like if if at the end of the day you said i trusted this person because i believed everything that i on my good conscience like that that felt yeah. right to me that's okay you can stand on that
0: yeah that's yeah. it and and it's something that you said i can't remember if this was a personal convo of ours or on this oh, show goodness. Um, <laughs> but okay something permission you said, to air <laughs> it's not yeah you you would be comfortable with me stating this publicly okay, cool. but um something that i think you put into words that i feel is so powerful is like do i trust myself to deal with the fallout of mm, that and i because mm. at the end of the day that's what fucking matters. It doesn't, like, you know, yes, people can hurt our feelings. Things cannot... We'll pull the short stick. We'll feel unlucky. We're going to have, you know, hurt and and, and challenges and, and heartbreak and all of that. It's guaranteed to fucking happen because life is what it is, and do we have our own backs at the end of the day? And do we trust ourselves to handle those emotions and get back up on the bike and continue to ride that bike? Right? Like, you know, it's life is what we make it. It truly is. And what matters at the end of the day is us having the best relationship with ourselves instead of relying on other people to satisfy this relationship with ourselves, which is ass backwards. It makes no sense. So, you know, I loved I loved at this was a personal combo. because Yeah, we're talking yeah. About,
1: I, I've been talking about this a lot over the last couple of months.
0: Yeah, but it's it's so true. It's so true. Mm. And I love that you put it that way. It's like, you know, this is the choice I'm going to make. And if I end up, you know, we, we have Getting this hurt. term like, oh, do we regret, you know, the decision I made or whatever, it's less about that. And it's more about and I'm prepared to deal with I it. Can handle like, it. I know I can handle it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Huge, huge, and for me, and I'm saying this because I I hope that other people can can relate to this as well. Because I think a lot of us are really afraid to get hurt. Like Andrew's probably terrified of getting hurt, so he chose to hurt someone else. You know, he hurt two people and licked Coco's
0: tit or whatever. He licks
1: Coco's (laughs) tit or whatever, And, and he hurt he hurt Tasha by doing that. He hurt. He hurt Coco by doing that. I mean, maybe Coco liked it yeah. in the moment, but you know, right. later on. And fallout, I don't
0: blame you. I don't blame you, Coco. You know, I don't Girl, blame I would you have liked that all. too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we, especially by Andrew.
1: <laughs> Listen, what that mouth
0: do. I have, okay. I have a problem.
1: <laughs> Settle down. So I think a lot of us are like, I don't want to get into a relationship. I'm afraid of getting hurt. I don't want to i am scared to date i'm afraid of getting hurt and it's all informed about what we've been through or what we've seen happen to close people about us and all of that impact is incredibly valid this is your one fucking life i don't really care what you believe in this is your one life like if you if you move through life just avoiding opportunities that could get you hurt at the risk of just living your life i want to live my life personally I want to take, I want to take measured risks. I want to take risks yes. that say this is safe enough. Like, I don't want to get in the car and start driving without my seatbelt on, but I do want to go on a couple dates with someone that maybe isn't the best thing for me. That's okay. Yeah. Because, because the the red flags aren't glaring. Like, and I'm not prepared to yet make a decision, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather just bet on myself and be like, listen. Trusting myself to know that when this isn't good for me, I'll get out. And until Mm -hmm. then, have a good time. If it blows up, I've got it. I've got people behind me. I've got myself. I've got a cute dog who's literally never going to go anywhere. Like, we are good here in this house. Yeah. We can afford to take a little bit of a risk if it means the opportunity of some reward. I want the rewards. Don't, don't we all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just be real with yourself. And I think that that, I mean, that's really what's lacking. That's really what's lacking the world over is like, we are so focused on numbing out and, in, in, you know, coping in ways that don't really serve us as a means to not get real with ourselves. Like, can I handle this? Is this something I'm willing to sign up for? What is my threshold for tolerance for these red flags? You know, like, mm-hmm. so And I think part of that is just growing pains. Like, I think a lot of people just need to live a little before they start to, you know, they get their own scrapes and bruises and get back up. And they're like, okay, well, learn my lesson. Um, And then I unfortunately know that some people get stuck in those patterns thinking that it's out of their control. And that is what I'm not okay with, is that it isn't in your control. You know, and let's compassionately take a look at how we can address those things, you know? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But it all comes back to just be the awareness and being real with you. Because that inner world is the one thing you're guaranteed to be around with 24-7. So you might as well make sure that inner world is somewhat decent. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, you know? Yeah, make it cozy. Yeah.
0: Um, so that?
1: that was a very long tangent on, but you know, I'm glad that we went there regarding Andrew and Tasha, because I feel like that's at least the impact that their relationship has had on us as we've been watching this show. It's just like, I, I need us to be more okay with the fact that like, uh, couples can go through things and it's all about how you reconnect and, and also do better moving forward. Like, uh, like take the risk, um, all all of that insight or that input, all of the noise from everyone else was such a significant factor in what made their relationship really difficult. And it was, and we called this, but as soon as that, that that was removed, they got better. And I hope that they take that with them in the future. If they watch back on the show, sort of with similar lenses that we have. Yeah. The other thing that feels like a novelty experience of this Love Island season is Ekinsoo and Davide, who are our Love Island winners.
0: I can't. I was so pissed.
1: It Doesn't make a lick of sense to me. And and again, I... like we said, the winners don't matter. But the but to be voted as the winner of Love Island, it suggests that this is That's your my favorite couple
0: right I have a problem with this I okay full transparency the night that I watched it I actually recorded myself reacting to oh no way winning and I went to post it on my story but I didn't know if you had watched it yet and so I didn't want to spoil it for you so I saved it as a draft and now it's been like a week and some change so I'm not even gonna end up posting it but like I was literally like this I was like Like, what? Like, chin on the floor. Just in shock. Because I feel, I feel like usually when I watch these shows like Bachelor, Bachelorette, I feel like 97% of the time, like, upper 90s. I have a good idea of like who's gonna win, like who's gonna be chosen as bachelor, bachelorette. Who's I've only been wrong like once or twice. Who's gonna wow. win the island on this season? Like I, I usually feel like I can watch and kind of pick up on like what's gonna happen, who's feeling who better, blah blah blah.
1: But you never saw did the not.
0: I never fucking saw Ekinu and Davide <laughs> winning, and that made me so pissed because I was like, what? what have you been watching that i haven't been watching like it is the most toxic narcissist like and again i don't say this in a in a sense of like um what comes to mind is like game of thrones like when cersei is doing the shame walk and there's like shame shame like i am not trying to throw shame at either of these people what irks me within and deep in my soul and makes me sad is that again have we really romanticized narcissistic tendencies within relationships so much that we see them as passion and chemistry and soulmate like behavior because of this insane roller coaster. We're together. We're apart. We're together. We're apart. Mm -hmm. And really like we're going to vote for that as that's who should win the 50,000 pounds after these eight weeks in this villa. Like No, shouldn't we reward the behavior of, like, the couples who, like, had the hard conversations, the couples who got really vulnerable and truly did start developing feelings of love? Like, why? Why? Oh, it was so disheartening for me.
1: To answer your question (coughs) of the, do we really, do we really, like, value and romanticize these tendencies in relationships like this? And the answer is yes, because it... It reflects a conditioning that has been served to us through popular television, popular movies, also like s- story sharing uh, within our communities yep. about about love and passion and um, what it means to feel chosen and and fire. And I'm not saying that those things aren't nice within a secure relationship, like passion in a relationship but what i what i want people to understand and it's really hard to describe is that passion in a secure relationship looks so different than what yeah. we saw
0: i want to talk about this can we yeah. go there for a let's second let's go there so, we're going there so okay i want to i'm going to be vulnerable i want to share something that went through at like my own mind i didn't call yeah. myself alex oh my god that's a win i stopped for caught you thank you <laughs> good job, <laughs> so <girl>. yeah um <laughs> Anyway, so um, what was I saying? Yes, when I was dating my narcissistic ex and we were like, if you're familiar with the cycle of narcissistic relationships, it goes like this. It starts with love bombing, idolization. So that's like all the the honeymoon phase, basically. Then it goes into uh, devaluing, then the discard, and then the hoover. And so whenever we would break up and then he would start hoovering, I Mm. would literally think to myself, he's so in love with me, he can't let me go. I would tell, I would think that. Mm. I really believed that because this guy kept coming back to me, he clearly felt some kind of way about me deep down and really wanted me. And so I believed that lie because it's like, if he didn't love me, he wouldn't come back, right? Like, it was so hard for me to understand and make. Like except the reality that it's not that he really loved me or cared about me, it's that because I enabled him to come and go as he pleased, he knew I would always be there. It was easy fucking pickings for him. Right. Yeah. And so when I finally had to swallow that horse pill and say, this actually isn't love at all. It's just fucking abuse. Like that's one thing. And I I, like I just want to share that because then when uh, and this is something else that I hear all the time, just like what you were tapping on a second ago, is that, you know, will I feel the same kind of passion and excitement and spark, which the more I'm in this industry, the more I hate that word, um, mm, spark, with someone who, yeah, with someone mm. who's healthy as a this narcissistic person that i have fallen head over heels like will that happen and i from my own experience and own relationships yes and the amount of passion a secure relationship brings is orgasmic as fuck, dude like Mm. it's sexy and i think that people are so accustomed to the mystery of where do i stand with them do they like me do they not and they use their sexuality as a means to prove their worth and they get mm-hmm. off on that idea subconsciously whereas mm-hmm. when you truly feel safe and you truly feel secure with the other person and you're going at it it's like okay this this is the one biblical reference that i'll say that i feel like i can kind of wrap my brain around it's gotcha. like this to become one like you know that scene in avatar when they do their like they hook their little things up That's what it feels like (laughs) yeah it's like it's like this like intense like oh like two souls joining together rather than
1: this person i don't know how they feel about me when they're not around but i can tell that they want me so bad
0: right and it's more performative in that lens it's like it still feels good. It still feels exciting because there's this state of anxiety, it's anxiety. subconsciously that we have interpreted as passion. Whereas true passion that come, that is started with safety, in my yeah. opinion, it's yeah. such a different vibe and it's so much more intense in the best way. Like from what I've Absolutely. experienced, just saying.
1: As as you were talking about this, I was tr- sort of thinking about what are the messages that we've been told and and that we rehearse and share with among each other that reinforce that uh, romanticiz- romanticization of um, that toxic push and pull. And I think it sounds like like if they love you, they'll come back, right? If if they if they want you, they'll come back, like. Uh, whatever's meant for you will be yours. And then, so it's like every time someone who is literally viewing you as a game, something that like is stimulating in their world that reinforces their power, their influence um, that they can see in in a relationship that they have with you is that all of their shitty behavior is reinforced by this message of, well, it's meant for me because it's coming back and they must really right. want me. Like, and, and when we are, like, if you think about your sexuality and like single ply, like you really only get so, so deep as they want me or they don't want me, um, you're sort of experiencing sexuality with them being like, well, they want me, they're sexually charged by me. And I like that. Okay. That's fine. But if that's as deep as it goes, because it always is, it's never deeper than that. Yeah. It's literally no. just being, and, and, and I would want people to know that that's actually a reflection of your issue, your issue with how hard you're hanging on to what sexuality confirms about your value in this relationship, because you're literally getting oh. nothing else from this person. But all you're getting is a as a confirmation and a validation of this person wants me sexually and that makes me feel wanted, that makes me feel chosen, and therefore I will put up with this bullshit, which you don't always recognize as bullshit, you recognize as exhilarating storybook, should be written in a movie type shit, and we're like, this is crazy. Of course it's fucking crazy, because it's not fucking healthy, you know? Yeah, Really. and when there you...
0: have been movies made about it. <laughs> oh,
1: there are movies that are made about it. And and that's, and that's I think that that's what we grab onto, right? Where it's like, well, I've yeah. seen this in a movie and none of my friends have this. Like, I'm the one having an exciting life, you know? Like, me and this person, there's fire. Like, it kicks up. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, like, this shit is going to burn. Put it down. It's going to yeah. burn. I just... Oh, I, man. I, I, I want people to understand that, like, feeling wanted in a relationship and it doesn't have to be a relationship feeling wanted in a dynamic where you know exactly where you stand with that person and they know exactly where they stand with you and uh there's this mutual respect and trust and also uh space for each other to be individuals when you come together and you experience being wanted by that kind of person in that kind of dynamic you tell me that you now know that that feels different because i promise you you're gonna be like Oh shit, that's what the fuck they mean. You know? Yep. And it's way, it's yeah. like deep in yourself satisfying.
0: Yes. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know it. how, how to like describe It's like this it. insane, intense, like amazing, cellular, soulful. Like, it's just, it's sexy. It's yeah. sexy. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm excited for all of you listening to experience it if you haven't yet.
1: <laughs> Actually, you know what we can sort of use Andrew and Tasha and Coco as an example of this because the way that okay, Andrew, great. the way that Andrew and tasha connect um obviously we don't see everything about their like intimate spaces, nor should we that is totally their fucking business sometimes even having right. as much access as we have on this show is it makes me a little i know um I know anyway, the way <laughs> that they connect is it's very like we I'm into all of you you're into all of me, and also like we. Right. I lo- I love you even when you're not naked in front of me, which uh, it's a bad example because they're literally naked on the show the entire time. But I love you when you're just being silly. Like it's like, it's, it's an all encompassing. You could be any version of yourself. And I like, I'm here for you. Whereas with Andrew and Coco, it was way more just about flirt. It was way more just about their sexual connection. And he dropped her like that minutes. The minute he saw Tasha's face, he had some mean words to say. They you know, everyone came back together in the villa and he was over that shit. That's the kind of, that's the kind of feeling that you have when you're with yeah. someone that's not for you.
0: Which literally, and I, look, this is not, this is a question I get all the time is like, should I wait to have sex when I'm dating or not? And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, personal opinion for those of you who have been through toxic relationships, I would suggest holding off on sex for a while, for at least a month, maybe two months, maybe three, if you got that in you, I really I take... do. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because it's like, then look, I'm well, you can talk about casual sex in a second. I'm all for casual sex too. But like, let's talk about the difference here because Coco went in hot, heavy, flirty with Andrew, it was very sexy. And in her mind, and a lot of women fall prey to this, is because we've had this sexual chemistry, because it's off the charts, that must mean something. But Mm -hmm. sex can be just sex. And so it really starts with the mindset. So it's like, if you wanna have casual sex, Be in the mindset of this is an orgasm. This is fun. This is playful. Totally fine. It's consensual. Everyone's on the same page. Have a fucking blast. If you are dating for long-term relationships and you have been through unhealthy relationships and you're building the muscle of like, how can I tell the difference between a healthy conscious partner and someone who just wants to use me, make them wait to have sex with you because someone who is just wanting to use you isn't going to wait that long they're not yeah. so yeah that's my two cents you know take it or leave it oh I have a hole in my armpit
1: okay. oh well, hi there <laughs> yeah
0: um <laughs> I gotta sew that in my shirt
1: is there anything else on Sue and Davide that feels like holy shit this is this is this is them representing the wrong thing and this is us celebrating it no no no. yeah yeah, i i you know what this is the last thing i'll say about them it'll be very interesting i mean it's going to be interesting to see how all of the couples like get on it's too soon everyone's probably like still super connected and like invested in making their relationships work or whatever but i can guarantee you that
0: Ekin's already picked a fight since they've been out there's just
1: no way that they are not that that they're going to stay together there's just no way like i just no it's it
0: Davide won't tolerate it. Yeah. For long.
1: No. I think I think uh yeah, it's uh, listen, I think that her access to exposure was very important to
0: her. And you know what? I like that. I could be wrong. I'm prepared to be wrong. I'm prepared <laughs> to be wrong. Says. She's like, prepared, I trust myself yeah. to handle that if I'm wrong. Me too. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm prepared to be wrong, but I and and I'm sure that goes for a lot of people, but I do think that the access to exposure is important. Important.
0: Um,
1: okay. Who's next? Uh well, maybe I, I'd like to talk about Gemma and Luca and India and Dami through the lens of the reunion. Great, let's and that's do it. so much the last episode. Uh, It was really interesting to see Gemma and Luca show up at the reunion. It it was immediate before Gemma even spoke. I could tell that she was already so much more excited to be Luca's partner than she had been in the villa. Did you feel the same way? I mean, she said it. Girl, I
0: can't remember. I can't remember. I felt so bad. Basically, I watched them a week ago and didn't take notes
1: no Sorry. no we uh, Alex and I did not take notes on this because we were like you know what we're done we threw in the towel we we took our working hats off no okay so basically yeah. it was just I'm gonna describe it but like she's interviewing okay, all of the it. finalists she's inter- interviewing the finalists and like Gemma is just like perky and not perky in the way of like I'm on television I need to look uh like, I want to be here, which she is a performer, so that could be relevant. She's gotten a lot of flack for being yeah. quite monotone and whatever. But she uh, she was perky. She was really engaged in Luca in a really organic way. She was just, like, perked the fuck up. I don't know else to describe it other than that. And Laura kind of mentioned it as she was uh, interviewing her. And she was just like, the way that they described it was, I I, I like him even more now that we're out. That was a that oh, sound of hers. I like him even more yeah. now that we're out. And the way that they described it, she said, our, our affection and our relationship could only grow so much in that environment. Hmm. She was like, it had, it felt like it had a cap because of, w- because of where we were and the setting that we were in. Like now hmm. that we're engaged in the world, like, like out, it feels like the sky is the limit. That's how they described yeah. it. And it's interesting. I love that. Mm. And yeah, I completely
0: like agree with that. Well one because i agree with that i think like you know it's like summer camp for adults in a way it's like let's all get together we're gonna you know hang out in our bikinis and swim trunks and like (laughs) have a good time drink some drinks shake our asses get laid a little bit yeah and like you know we'll see whatever happens and so i think what is interesting about i mean like if i again from what i've seen and i can't say this with like you know 100 percent research confidence but like from what i've seen with gemma and luca throughout their relationship is gemma's a bit avoidant and luca's a bit anxious like luca like globs on he's like i'm you know i want (laughs) to i use this term all the time like humans are like dogs we feel the need to like pee on our property like luca was kind of like that with gemma he was like i want the world to know that that girl is mine okay yeah right so
1: don't fuck with her and
0: i and which only made Gemma and True Avoided Attachment, you know, kind of pull back a little bit more to like feel some sense of independence and agency from Luca. Like, I'm still me. I'm still me. And I think that Gemma really needed real life to be able to see because I personally feel the villa brought out Luca's anxiousness even more because it was their relationship was constantly threatened. So yes. when Gemma's like, there was a cap, I completely agree because they both were being triggered by each other and the environment fucking every day and mm. so now that they can like find some you know balance and like i don't know the word like a symbiotic type relationship or whatever in yeah the they, real need to world. Ebb, they
1: need to ebb with each other's flows yeah way, and also have their own shit going on luca really needed yes. his own shit going on in that for real
0: he was so fun and that's how if you have an anxious attachment style I'm speaking from personal experience because that's my in Mm, my mm -hmm. default setting yeah Um, that's cute (laughs) but like for me in my default setting with my anxious attachment style when we don't have a life of our own which a lot of people with anxious attachment styles the normal pattern is like your partner becomes your world and you get so hyper focused on them that it's like That's And Luca was exactly that. He had nothing else to focus on. He wasn't fishmongering. He wasn't doing his thing, right? Whereas I can guarantee you that Gemma fucking loves it when Luca's at sea catching his fish and he doesn't have self-service and she's like on her own for a few hours. I bet you she loves that. And it's really good for their relationship because it allows her to take time to get back to herself, to focus on her equestrian stuff and to like, you know, not feel guilty for not giving luca the stimulation that he needs mm. which is what he so craved and demanded of her in the villa you know so it's like yeah. i believe that about them 100 percent.
1: you know what i haven't caught up with Gemma and luca we haven't texted in a while but i have a i have an inkling that you are exactly right about that a hundred percent there's there's a deep knowing inside of me that says that's exactly that what happening, and, and, and maybe, and, and who knows? I don't know. Like, did Luca go back to fishmongering? Like, is that what he's actually doing? After That's also this true. Global show, but he's doing something. And we know that, you know? Um,
0: and yes. I think,
1: I think I, I totally, I agree with all of that. And it was really lovely to see she was, she was buzzing.
0: She was energized. Yeah, Look at this cute photo of them on the gram
1: oh that's so cute
0: (laughs) i just pulled it up because i had to i was like what's going on with these you know i I haven't gone on
1: on their on anyone's instagrams to see what people are up to i'm excited for them i mean listen all of these couples even as strong as they are in their moments and can be and have the possibilities to be uh nothing's guaranteed no one no one is guaranteed to be together forever so let's not put all of our eggs in that basket but um i think if if gemma and luca commit to their relationship their connection the things that make them uniquely work together they will have a substantial and fulfilling relationship for however long they do it
0: yeah isn't that the opportunity for all couples that's what i think is so funny it's like like we always oh my god girl if i maybe that should be written on my tombstone it's like all it? relationships have the opportunity to work if both parties are committed to own, taking ownership of their own shit and meeting each other in the middle. That is like, exactly that true. It,
1: I think it's I like, think that we go. <laughs> I think that we go through dating with the assumption that there's only a few kinds of people that we can make this work with. I only have a few kinds of people. Like it, it, there truly is. Like I when really. You can make a relationship work with a lot of different kinds of people. The things that truly make us incompatible, in our definition of what incompatibility actually means, is: are we, are we looking for the same things? Like, do we yes. want the same things?
0: Yeah, like monogamous, polyamorous, incompatible children. Like that.
1: No children. Marriage incompatible. No marriage. Incompatible. Yes.
0: You know, House- I in raise in California. My kids, Christian. Yep. Yeah.
1: Religion incompatible where you want right. to live in the country incompatible like whatever and you, you can be justified in whatever it is that your preferences are whatever your non-negotiables are live in that fucking truth i beg of you please do not bend mm-hmm. your what your non-negotiable is just for someone who makes you feel some type of way because it doesn't just have to work with them we can make this no. work with lots of other people it's just about figuring out what the specific formula for your specific relationship, your dynamic, where it hurts, where it grows, and figuring out what that is together as a team, and yep. fucking really committing to it.
0: Yes. Oh my god, I have like a hard on if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a fanny but flutter, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I do. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a
1: that's a love island borrowed term as well. Fanny oh, flutter.
0: that's cute. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like it. Yeah. But yeah, like it's the truth. And I think so often we are like, I'm looking for the right person. And like, it's not relationships aren't found. They're created, you know, mm. they aren't found. They're created.
1: Uh, That's the title of the episode.
0: Yeah. OK, That's I'm going to write it down before yeah. I forget. Yeah. Dami India.
1: OK, Uh, honestly, nothing stood out to me about them. Point blank, period, about anything other than I could feel the secondhand embarrassment for them at the reunion to be like be public in their um coupledom with Amber present and Ikena, although they think that they care less about Ikena. What do you think? Okay,
0: I do remember that part of the episode. It was just yeah. awkward. It was never really addressed properly. No, well, I think the reason it was especially awkward with Amber there is because if I believe it was Dami used language, like, yeah, from the second I saw you, like, I knew there was something special there. And it's like, okay, wait, hold on. You were with Amber for the first couple weeks and, like, really chasing Amber and pursuing Amber while, but then you're saying from the second, so why did it take you that long to do anything with India? And meanwhile, you felt that way about India while you were with Amber. And I feel like that's what made it so awkward is, like... Okay, even if that is the truth, which, okay, Alex doesn't usually promote lying by Mm -hmm, omission, mm -hmm, but like, mm -hmm. come on, could we spare Amber a break here?
1: Just a little. (laughs) Could we
0: just spare the woman a break by being like, I'm just really thankful that I got the opportunity to explore my connection with India. Just leave it at that. We don't need to go into like, when you were with Amber, how you were feeling about India. Yeah, like like he could have
1: said, I would have loved if he, and listen, I am not one to put words in someone else's mouth but i'm gonna do it right now i would have loved for him to say i was really surprised at uh at the connection that i like had and developed with india i was surprised by it you know okay. i didn't i didn't anticipate it and when it happened difficult to ignore that would have been great yeah i would have great. taken that um yeah i i, I the the thing that only stood out to me body language-wise is that it just didn't... And maybe this is just uh, Dami and his energy, but or maybe he was uncomfortable at the reunion, but, like, he didn't seem happy to be there. He didn't seem happy to yeah. be next to India. His face was, like, downturned the entire time, and I was just sort of like, what's going on in your head? What's happening? yeah
0: I feel like Dami... Um gets really uncomfortable when he knows he's in trouble or knows he didn't handle something to the best of his ability. And his way of trying to cope with that is to go internal and shut down. Uh, Like, uh that's his, that's his, like, fawning, like, freezing, like, I'm just gonna shut down now because I said something or did something that was awkward, and I'm trying to just make my way out of this scenario so that I'm okay. So true. That's the vibe I get from Dami, um, and so I hope he's happy with India. India's a motherfucking catch. That girl She's is such so a catch, so cool, yeah. And so I hope I don't know maybe Dami sowed his wild oats enough in Casa to like keep it together for her and in, in the real life. But there's a part of me that doesn't trust that fully with Dami. I don't trust him. Um, if I'm being, I think fully he's, a, hon- I think he's a
1: decent dude. Like I don't think that he's intentionally. I trying just to think play he's her.
0: excited to get around like I think he just is still in that phase where he's like I want to get laid I want to meet chicks I want to do my thing I want to party and that's totally fine but be honest about that be forthcoming about that in your relationship with India and don't be in a committed monogamous relationship if that's still where you're at emotionally you know what I mean yeah there's no judgment guys the only time that judgment happens is when you're not being honest right yeah if you're going to go on a date because you want to get laid, go on a date and tell the person you're be like, look, honestly, I'm on the rebound or I'm just looking for a good time right now. I'm too busy. But like, if you're down for that, I just, you know, I want to put, because what you're doing there is emotionally mature and two, you're not fucking over the other person. It's when we keep that shit to ourselves and we aren't honest about like, this is what I'm looking for out of this, that it becomes an issue, mm. you
1: know? Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm with that. But. I it just yeah. even
0: if the, if if that's
1: his story then like why go on a show where like the point is to end up in a in more or less of a monogamous relationship. Come on, at the
0: end? we know that we know. I know. The it's just to like that. so.
1: I think that the true Love Island test is when the show is wrapped because now they are known oh, yeah. by uh, everybody, everyone. Like they're known across their nation and yeah. and by celebrities and, and, and the I, UK
0: is not as big as America. I just, sorry to interrupt you, but I just feel the need to say that. Like, the UK is a small place. Small place. Compared to America.
1: It's a small place. Y'all are going to run into each other. Also, like, you're known by all of these people, Like, and they do so many ITV2 um, events throughout the year. Like, all of these Love Island people show up at the same places for the same events because they are, like, paid to be there. So it's a lot of, like additional gigs it's a lot of schmoozing it's a lot of brand deals it's a lot of instagram like welcome like have you tried this tummy tea that i'm promoting like here's my code like there's gonna be a lot of like here's my code <laughs> here's my code 50 so off a checkout sure. like there's going to be a lot of attention domi's gonna have a lot of fucking people in his dms like this is the true test of like are y'all really about this relationship
0: Right, and you really bad for it. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Like, I know everyone's like, I know everyone's like, costs is the test, testing the connection, test, test, test. Bitch, you playing yourself. The test it's is the, now. It's
1: out. it's it's when you get out. It's when you get. I, we just don't get to see it as much. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that though. Y'all, yeah, go on I, I, your lives. I need a break <laughs> from their
1: existence. Yeah, <laughs> we it. love you. Although I'm
0: it. much more keen on checking in with them than I am the maths folks.
1: I haven't checked in. What?
0: Although oh no. I am curious about Stephen Noy. I'm gonna make a note to myself and okay, check can on you, Stephen okay, Noy later. When you
1: check on Stephen Noy, can you also check on um Mike and What was her what is his wife's name? Who
0: are you talking Michael.
1: About? Michael? Oh,
0: Mike and Jasmina.
1: Yeah, follow up on Mike and Jasmina. I bet they they're divorced
0: okay i'm on it i'm gonna we look. found that i Lindsay, don't know i have Lindsay, a good feeling Lindsay and
1: mark are split up right we know that right
0: yeah but at least they they ain't got no photos together so oh, it, yeah, i feel out. like they are they're out yeah yeah Pixar, they didn't, ain't got happen. No yeah, Pixar yeah. didn't happen. photos yeah picture didn't happen fuck the world we live in now god i remember okay social media side story so okay i as you all know by now i grew up in a very conservative home so um brie when she was over and started living with me she got me on my first myspace ever and it was a secret my family didn't I did not oh MySpace. my god yes. same with facebook bitch same with facebook in oh seven i was a freshman and you were like how are you not on facebook now it's not about the myspace anymore it's about the facebook and then i don't know if you remember when well, we took those photos at the beach yes and then we used those as my first facebook photo yes thank you Thank you, Brie, for getting me into the social media scene because I would not have if it I wasn't for you.
1: Fully forgot about that. I'm dead.
0: I <laughs> yeah, came in with you. my
1: like my northeast energy and I said, bitch, we are revolutionizing this household. You're getting on yeah. the
0: internet. <laughs> it on. was great. Yeah. Aww. Because other than that, I had my aim handle and that was it. It was I was all about the aim chat. But I don't there know was if, no... I
1: can't tell if I helped or hurt you by doing that because social media truly oh, you is helped. like a disease.
0: Yeah, oh. it is a disease, but look, I would have gotten on it anyway yeah, yeah. at some point. And so doing fun. it with you was probably was the fun. best way I could have been fun. introduced to it. Yeah, that's so
1: true. Oh.
0: Yeah, you're you. not the issue because of social media. Social media true. is the issue because yes. of what it's evolved into. Originally, yes. social media wasn't an issue. Now yeah,
1: it's an issue. Yeah, 100%. But okay that's
0: a different topic
1: so social media are we gonna, it's gonna
0: have
1: our oh we're having our chat yeah. we're having our chat okay yeah. so that's love island we're so glad to have done this with you guys what a fun time and yeah. um something that alex and i wanted to talk about was navigating platonic friendships uh, okay I, what i really want to say is navigating platonic friendships with people of the opposite sex but that only applies to people who are heterosexual right so it's like right. navigating platonic friendships with people that you could be attracted to mutually like yes. someone one or both could be attracted to their person doesn't matter if it's if it's uh, different genders the same gender it's totally um dependent on you and your attraction right um yeah i have been grappling with this age-old question of can men and women be friends? Can we be friends with people that we're attracted to? Like yeah. I I I have felt one way my entire life. I now don't feel that way anymore and I want to yep. talk about it.
0: Yeah, let's do it because for me the longest time I was like men and women can't be friends, you know, because at some point someone starts catching feelings and um I feel that that's not Always true. I think that it can be if you're naive and you don't. You're not. Again, comes back to being honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, um, then you could. It could be a slippery slope. But I think if you have a good relationship with yourself, you know yourself, you're comfortable with yourself, and you're capable of establishing healthy boundaries and having open and honest communication, friendships that are platonic, even when you're someone is in a relationship, are totally possible. So the being honest with go. yourself,
1: the being honest with yourself and the boundaries are absolutely key, 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 yes. because I, what I cannot stand <laughs> is when people are like, oh yeah, so, and so are, we're just friends. It's like, you're texting all the time and like, you're hanging out, Yeah, right. we are just friends. We're just friends. And it's like, it's, if I ask that, that person, I'm like, okay, but do you like them? Like, have you ever thought about it? Like, no, of course not. You're lying to yourself. <gasps> You're lying to yourself and I'm not, I don't want to be lied to. I don't like that. Don't lie to me. Don't make me look, don't make me look stupid. And I think, okay, so I felt for the longest time in this heteronormative panel, um, men and women cannot be friends. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I felt for the longest time men and women can be friends because I was like, I have all of these guy friends. They're my buddies. Like there's no drama with them, lie. Um, everything is cool. Like there are going to be no issues. Lie. Those, those were lies. <laughs> um, I, I have come to realize that technically, yes, we can be friends, but we need those elements that you, that you talked about. You need to be honest with yourself. You both need to be on. You can be honest with yourselves. You don't have to be honest with the other person. I don't have to if Alex and I are friends, I don't have to be like, Hey, we can be friends because I'm not attracted to you. No. You're right.
0: Or the opposite, like, hey, I think you're hot and I probably would fuck you, but I have respect for who you're seeing right now or yeah. whatever, Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. we don't need to open the floodgates in that way, but you nope. need to be aware. You need to, need to be, be aware.
1: aware. You need to be aware. And I think um, the fact is, is that two people who do have a friendship, and we hope it's a solid one, we hope it's a one that feels like mutually beneficial and everyone gets a little bit of something because those friendships, especially when they are with people outside of our romantic dynamics, they can be so fulfilling. Um, even even if they include a person that you could be attracted to, like if there is room for a relationship, a friendship to, to form, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple that I have with men in particular that are so satisfying to me. And I know that they only exist because boundaries are, are in place. They only exist because of that.
0: 100. And this, so the reason this topic came up for Brie and I and why we're so passionate is I have recently made a male friend whom I fucking love. And Sean, if you're listening, love you, bud, you're the best. Um, But... You know, we met through work and we've been we've hung out a few times one on one. And there was very much a part of me that felt uncomfortable, even though the majority of Alex was like, I love this person's energy. We can have like the fun philosophical conversations and like he's our people. He's he would be a great guest on the podcast like Mm, he's just cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy him. And um, he has a girlfriend. And I'm recently single, and so I was talking to Brie about this one part of myself that was feeling a little uneasy, even though, you know, we have our boundaries, we're very clear. That night, I made it a point to open the floor for his girlfriend, like, you know, if she wants to talk to me, like, I want her to feel comfortable, like, I made that aware for him, but... The reason that I want, we wanted to share this with you is I wanted to state like, this is something that I'm, I'm kind of building my muscle on of like, I need to be honest with myself around, you know, my feelings and my ideas around Sean and then the boundaries that we need to establish as friends to one, respect each other and his relationship. His
1: partner. And that means
0: so exactly and that means so much to me that one he came to the table quite literally i mean we were at dinner at the time but like he said you know no she knows like she's not that type of jealous person and we were able to have a conversation that was really honest and forthcoming that was inclusive of her because i've been and the, the reason this part of me was so loud is because i have been the girl that was told you know by her man at the time she's just a friend alluding to another friendship and that wasn't the case and so to honor this part of me that felt uncomfortable i felt the need to openly state that and say this part of me wants to make sure your girlfriend feels comfortable and safe because i i want to treat others the way that i would like to be treated and that's exactly what i said to Brie is like if i if the roles were reversed this is what i would want and so that night that i was meeting up with him and we were FaceTiming, I made that plan. Like, this is the conversation I'm gonna have. And I just wanna encourage people, like, if this is something that you're navigating with a new friendship, like just go there. Just be honest mm-hmm. because the best time to do it is in the early stages of the friendship. Because once things have been a precedent's been established, a pattern's been established, to then try and work backwards with boundaries is a much more challenging. Yeah, right? Definitely. Definitely. So I just well- want to throw that out there.
1: I value it. I think that it's, it's a good, like lived experience of like, if I'm a person who is establishing a friendship with someone who, um, is of a sex that I'd be, uh, like attracted to, and they have a a relationship, a a monogamous relationship, how do I balance that? Even if it was polyamorous, but you're not interested in in engaging, how do I navigate that? Because what I want is for, um, our relationship, our friendship to grow and be deeper and and allow us to like really like lean on each other because there's something about our connection that works. Sometimes I think that we get a little confused and we experience a <laughs> connection with a friendship and
0: it's just a little
1: confused. We experience a connection of a friendship and we're like, is this love?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah
1: and what I want people to know is yes it is love but so it's not true. it's not romantic love it do, it's not yes. like it can also just be like a really fucking good uh a good friendship like I I, um why I, this topic came up for me was I have a, a really close friend of mine um that I've known since I was in high school I met him when I was 15 uh we went to college together for some time we've kept up with each other's lives for the last 15 years and I, and our relationship has gone through many different phases in a friendship. Um Do right. I know that if this person had the opportunity to have sex with me, he would 100% like, and maybe that wasn't true at all times of our friendship, but has right. it been true at some point during the last 15 years, you bet your fucking ass. Right. And right. so, But the thing is, is that this friendship is so satisfying to me because I do appreciate his energy as a male. I do appreciate his perspective of the world, which has nothing to do with his gender. And it's a person that is valuable to have in my life that would actually be compromised if something more intimate did happen. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like,
1: Like, everything that I love about our friendship would be in question if a boundary was crossed and granted, like, you know, there's alcohol, things get a little sticky. You got to communicate that if you, if you're looking to get back to where you were, you know, it's not yeah. irreparable, but it is something that is like, and the reason why this came up for me is I spent time with him um, where he's living now in North Carolina. And I was like, wow, this friendship means so much to me. I'm so glad to be here with this person. I'm so glad to have this, le- this long friendship with someone who knows me really well. And I continue to get more out of our friendship together because sort of like you and I, even 15 years later, he and I are just like, we still relate to each other in such a unique way that is not predictable in every friendship that we have. So it's like this, this is important to me. So how do I allow it to continue to exist with the depths that make me happy? the reasons why I like it. You need boundaries. You need to be honest with yourself and you have to have respect with who are the other people in, in the situation, which leads me to how do we navigate? If we are the ones in a relationship, a monogamous relationship, uh, we are the ones in a relationship, uh, with a person who is, uh, has maybe some trauma around these, um, these types of relate these types of friendships similar to what you shared about your own feeling, which is I've been told by someone in the past that this is a friend. Don't worry. This is a friend. Don't worry. And I found out that I should have actually been very worried. And my instincts on this were quite right. I was gaslight. You were gaslit in that situation a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. So how a lot. Um, So how do we have respect for our partners who may come from similar uh, experiences? even though we know that the that the friendship that we have established with this person that yes something could happen if we got loose with with the with the structures that are in place how do we have respect for that person cuz we trust our friendship but they don't that that's too much to ask that and demand that they just trust it what just because i said so yeah that's not fair
0: No, no. It's like, again, I think too often because let's be very clear here. What Bree just said is right. It's not someone doesn't come into a relationship and decide against other platonic relationships for the sake of being against platonic relationships. It is a trauma response. It is a a deeply ingrained fear that comes from trauma. And so you don't handle trauma by dismissing right or belittling someone's feelings and fears you handle trauma by turning towards them validating them and asking the very important question of how can i make you feel safe how can Mm. i make you feel secure what do you need from me in order to feel confident about my relationship with you and my friendship with this other person what can i do you know, what do you need? Do you want to meet them? Do you want to talk to them? Let's all hang out so Mm. you can get a feel for the vibe. Like that is what needs to happen. It's if you continue, and I use this analogy with dogs so often is like, if you take a traumatized dog out of the traumatized environment, the dog is still very untrusting of people. It takes time for them to trust their new environment in, in years usually of like, okay, yeah, you can touch me now. You can pet me now, right? Yeah. So you would never look at a dog and be like, I'm not the owner who abused you, fuck you dog for thinking that I'm gonna come over here and hit you, you would never do that. What would you do? You allow the dog the time and the space that it needs and the comfortability that it needs to feel safe with its new owners. You don't sit there and gaslight the dog. So why do we treat people any different?
1: No, it's so true. I I think like if your partner comes to you and you really have like a good, you have a good thing in your relationship where like they don't need to feel secure at all times. They're allowed to have their insecurities. They're allowed to have their doubts. I beg of you that you allow for a channel of communication to be open so that everyone can be honest about how things make them feel without eliciting uh, a defensive stance because it can so quickly become me saying alex this makes me scared i don't like this it makes me worried it makes me feel like i can't trust you it makes me feel like i don't know if it's going to be okay and i can't even trust you if you tell me it is and then you going what it you don't trust me what does that say about our relationship what does that say about how you feel about me if you don't trust me it's like hold up we need to take this down yeah time time out a de-escalated way to have this conversation is for someone to be like, I'm going to be really honest. I'm not proud of this, but it makes me scared. I don't love that it makes me scared. Every part of me wants to trust you, and yet I still have a hard time. It's actually not so much about you. Maybe it's a bit about what I've been through. Maybe it's about what I, all of the things that I fear is yet to happen to me. This is hard for me. It's hard for me to know that you have a relationship, and I still want you to have people in your life. I don't want to hold you off. And then I don't know what to do with that. Right. And your partner to say like, thank you for telling me that. Thanks for letting me know how that makes you feel. I don't even know exactly what to do with this yet because I'm not prepared to say, okay, I'm not going to have this person in my my life anymore just to make you comfortable. And I don't really, I don't know if I have the answers to make you feel more secure. I don't know if I have that if we continue to talk about it and you want to ask questions and we figure out what works between the two of us to allow for us to feel safer about this than we do right now, I'm committed to figuring that out, but I don't have the answer. I don't know how to make this better. I don't know how to fix this for you. Can you appreciate that? You know, like that's us meeting in the fucking middle. Yep. And again, I don't, I don't, it's not going to, it's, we say this a lot. It's not a sexy answer. It's not going to make everyone feel better, but that's not really the goal
0: here because it's more deeply rooted shit. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's on the person who has the trauma around being cheated on and abandoned in that way to do their own trauma work. And it's on you as the partner to, and what I mean by assist is make a safe space, make them feel heard and understood instead of holding their trauma against them as a reason why they are doing wrong in the relationship, right. Or having unrealistic expectations in yes. the relationship, mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think, oh, um, good combo.
1: yeah, like, it, you'll get there. Like it, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky dance. You know, I, I, it's hard to imagine. Cause I think that this, this dynamic really gets people stuck. But I think what's important to note is like, it's just about consistency because your partner is not going to believe for the first time to say like, they're fine. Like it's all good. They have to see that this is fine. You know, the first, second, third, fourth, one millionth time that you reference this person in your life, that they get a chance to meet them. They need to know that like, they, this person has relationships outside of our, outside of a relationship sorry they have friendships outside of our relationship and from what I've experienced this has always been consistent this has always been fine um and that can aid to the trauma work that you're building up which is like that exposure to a thing that scares the shit out of you and learning how to sit in that discomfort and if your partner's doing what they need to do they're being consistent you can sort of relax into the fact that that does make you uncomfortable but that is actually the worst part that's happening right now
0: that's it so good. Fiend.
1: So good. Fiend. Um, so next, we don't exactly have a red flag, green flag, but next, um, we're we're open to suggestions for what we're going to cover on our next series. So we're keeping yeah. around some ideas. We have um, an interest in Fuckboy Island, which is on HBO, uh, uh, hosted by the hilarious uh, Nikki Glazer. We also have... Um, Southern charm, uh, which I'm recently being told about as well.
0: Okay, oh, my bye. God. Can I just like shout out to the gal who reached out to me? Her name is Emily. Um, she she hit me up the other day and she was like, you guys should do Southern Charm on your podcast. And er, the message was confusing to me. I thought Southern Charm was a podcast that she wanted me to like be <laughs> interviewed on. So I wrote back being like like with an answer that didn't make sense. And she was like, Southern Charm is a reality show. And I was like, oh, my God, thanks for the clarity, because I was so confused around what that was but like tell me more because yes Brie and I are looking for a show so I just felt uh, guys I am so pop culture ignorant you can't come at me with these titles you have to be like a reality show, comma, Southern charm, comma, Talk. like, I need context. Talk to us like we're Alex. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Alex does not. Oh, fuck, I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> I called myself in the third person again. Oh, my gosh. It's am okay. I ever going to break an, this habit? First of all,
1: first of all, you stop it right now. You're growing, you're learning, and it means refreshing
0: <sighs> sometimes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. See, look, this <laughs> is the work. We all have our own <laughs> coaches and therapists. Yep. Um, yeah. So tell me, give me context. Cause I don't pay attention to things. So we're open to Southern on...
1: charm. If, uh, we, we yeah. will be interested in covering a future, future, <laughs> future bachelor, Love or bachelorette series. <laughs> yeah, it's a future, <laughs> um, series in the future. But, uh, we wanted to time up with our coverage schedule. And right now we're too, like the bachelorette's almost over though i yeah. do have feelings about it
0: i have lots of feelings I, oh you got to tell me what they are um, i'm not what, watching you know what
1: we should uh we got to figure out when bachelor
0: in paradise
1: airs Word. we should do okay that.
0: we can look into that okay yeah cool. okay. i'm gonna make a note B-
1: bachelor in paradise is coming up i've i already know that you and i would love that because there's so many different couples to to
0: yep oh that could be and chaotic. backgrounds
1: that could be chaotic oh my God, i would love it okay
0: um and then that's
1: uh that's it. So check in with us, let us know how you're feeling, let us know what you'd like us to cover. And um we love you. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at ditch the script Pod um, for both handles. Uh, it's where we throw up a lot of our videos, clips from our like little sound bites. Uh, if you have a question or you want something answered or you want to apply for a free 30 minute mini session, um, you could be an anonymous or not. Go to our website, www.ditchthescriptpod.com. Yeah. That's it. Thank you.
0: Love you. Bye Felicias. We love you. Bye Felicias. <laughs>
1: That's great.